0: Welcome, Jason, to the World XP Podcast. I think you're the first mm-hmm. third time, third time guest we've got on, and uh, not that the other two episodes were bad, but apparently they say third time's the charm. So hopefully, we'll uh, charm. hopefully this one will be equally as good, if not better, than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, man.
1: The pleasure to be back. Pleasure to be back.
0: So you just read uh, an interesting quote to me off air, and I thought that before we forgot what we were about to say. Mm. Uh, that we should just get going and get rolling. So do you want to read that again? So uh, the listeners can know kind of what we're talking about. So it says,
1: we're talking about working and salary as opposed to making, you know, or having your own business. So it says, a salary is a drug that they give you when they want you to forget about your dreams because it's very easy to stay in the world where somebody is mitigating your risk and you perform certain tasks, you do them well, for about a quarter or third of your day, and they feed you the salary. Um, and I forgot how we got on it, specifically on that topic, but we were just kind of discussing – it's one of those – I it was, I'd come across it on one of these, you know, hyper-excited business accounts, talking about investing, starting your own business, all entrepreneurship. And that was just one that I, I kind of come across because it was a recorded video seeing him say that. And we were just kind of like, yeah, but – and you started to discuss um, – the the aspect of LeBron and his salary if you want to get into that
0: yeah so I I think and we can touch on minimum wage and and that sort of thing itself but I think based on all of the also I'll I'll use the term research loosely but all like the articles I've read and like the different stuff I've looked up and, and this and that like I think one thing that never gets pointed out when talking about Why is a certain person not making as much, or why is a certain person making more? And obviously, there are exceptions to to this rule. But you have um, a skill set, and like that is worth. Like, if you have a skill set that's very rare, is going to be and it's in demand, you're going to be able to get paid more for that skill set. I.e., a highly talented software developer is going to make bank because the military wants them. Google wants them, Amazon, Facebook, and Mm -hmm. it's in high demand. But the amount of people who are skilled, like highly skilled at that particular, um, like in that field is not, like it's not the the demand outweighs the supply. So the people that have that skill get paid more. It's Mm -hmm. the same with going the other way. And I really hate to use this as the example because it's, it has a negative connotation to it. But the whole, like, the whole, like, flipping burgers thing mm. is like, that is not a very, like, highly skilled in terms of, and again, this is not to disparage people that are working in that industry, um, mm. because they've got all sorts of other problems to deal with, like people rather than yeah. other things. <laughs> so, but the skill itself, mm. you can't really write on a resume, I'm good with people. Like, you can. Yeah. But it's not a tangible like mm. thing to do. And you say like, mm. okay, show me how you can cook a burger. It's like it's not that complicated. Where, mm. Whereas like, show me how to be, like build an app. Like, yeah, I don't know. Right. And so like, that's that kind of is the difference. I think that's something that people forget about. Um, and then obviously there are other, there's there's other issues with with that whole with the whole subject itself right Mm -hmm. people getting underpaid for certain things and right we we can get into that generally but generally what happens is is like you have the supply of a skill set and you have a demand Mm -hmm. for that skill set and that's kind of how most of economics works like if you have more supply than the demand then it's not going to it's going to be cheaper and if you have more demand and less supply then it's going to be more expensive and that and that goes with people and their skill sets as well Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that gets glossed over often. So, like the point you made about LeBron, it's like he's the best in the world at what he does, he yeah, has he a does. skill set that literally no other person on earth has.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's gonna make bank,
1: he's gonna make money
0: exactly. So, it's, it's like, funny too, it is, and it
1: comes from at least from what you said too about you know the skill set that you have when you mentioned folks working in, in fast food places. And again, through the work I do, I immediately was thinking there's, you know, dealing with people is a skill itself. Mm-hmm. If you can 100%. successfully and, you know, successfully and appropriately deal with folks, that is something that you can put down as your experience. Um, you know, plenty of times in, in my line of work where someone will, will give me either a one word response saying like, you know, let's say they worked at a McDonald's. They'll say, oh, I just clean the place. No, you also you also dealt with the customers. You got to make mm-hmm. sure things were in a neat, proper manner for the folks coming in, you know, clean and hygienic. So you were focused on their care. Let's say you were at the cashier. Well, you also might be de-escalating intense situations. Let's say I spent $10 and didn't get anything I ordered and I'm pissed off and I got to come back in. I'm yelling, cursing, doing all that stuff. Someone has to, I have to speak with someone. So yeah. the person at the cashier does more than just ring people up. They have to deal defuse situations if it ever gets to that, mitigate any situation that is not what it was intended to be from the back of the house. Um, potentially upcharge or try and upsell people. I know that was the thing I used to do at uh, my first job was, you know, if you ordered a small, I'd say, Hey, 10 cents more, you can get a medium 20 cents more. You can get a large, try and get as much money out of them as you can. Mm-hmm. That is good. If you want to jump into the sales field. which is, so all of the skills, whether it be as small as you might think it is, can be framed and, and, and portrayed in a much more professional manner if you choose to. Absolutely. So, and and that alone could be a skill. How do you frame something could be a skill? Mm-hmm. You know, if I tell you this pen right here, yeah, I can, it can sign your name, but guess what? If you sign your name, it'll be 30% darker than this pen, which will make your signature look 10 times better than anybody else in your, on your office. Boom. Now you might actually just sign up a new career in sales. Something as simple as that. It's, it all depends on how you frame it. Um, Which in itself exactly. can be a skill that you can then market. How, how can you take that on and then help another company to make money that, to make money that way?
0: Yeah. 100%. I want to clarify one, one thing uh regarding the fast food um thing it's not you're not paying for the skill set of that like you're that person might have a vastly more broad skill set than just flipping burgers but that's the position that that skill requires so it's not like the person could be more skilled than that but I just wanted Mm -hmm. to clarify that that I'm I'm not saying that everyone who works in that can only do that because that's just Mm -hmm. not true um so I just wanted to clarify that but but yeah to your point. Absolutely. And to like an individual perspective, it's how do you market the fact that you're dealing with difficult situations with customers and how do you, how do you market yourself? Uh, And so you are kind of seen in a more like on your resume, how do you write that? And that's something that I think, speaking from my personal experience, I didn't really have anyone in industry or like in the private sector Tell me what they look for in a resume. Mm. I don't. Uh, is is that something that you found also? I think the career, the career people at the at Dude. UMW like gave. They have like this like yeah. checklist or whatever. But then half of that is not even true. Yeah. Anyways, is that your experience as well?
1: I just kind of. So I I just kind of was thrown into. I would not say thrown into position, but I kind of dove in deep in where there was no real form. Even at my job, there was no real formal training. They provided templates and I just kind of learned as I went, Mm -hmm. you know, my whole job is to help folks in their career path. So it's either to help write, help them write a resume, a cover letter, apply for a job and help them get set up with career training programs. So for the past year, I've just been doing trial and error. Literally every person coming in trial and error from, as you were saying, someone who might be reentering the workforce, um, who who might not have finished high school all the way up to someone who has like two master's degrees, a PhD in something. So it, it's given me the the experience and exposure to kind of play around with. Okay, well, what can I do with this experience versus someone who has everything written out? What is what can I still offer them in a sense? So, no, I would say this is you know this is not very wide. Well. It, There's not much that you can learn because again, each well not again, but each employer, each hiring manager can be different. What mm-hmm. we might think looks fantastic, you you send off, and someone thinks this is awful. I'm not even gonna think, you know, not even take a second look at it um that can kind of be the trouble of it it's all subjective all of this is subjective you can have you can have a pinpoint pristine resume all of the experience directly for that position and get overlooked maybe even because something like your name or there's just something about it because you're leaving all of that in in the hands of one person
0: yeah but no one tells you that
1: either yeah no one tells you that and no one tells you how to prepare for that there's more than just kind of finding a position and applying for it what do you know about this company do you know anyone in the company or anyone on the the competitor side of the company who can give you some type of reference or get you in there. That's one thing I've definitely learned is it's, it's harder to get into a position like essentially cold calling or cold applying. Mm -hmm. You got to have some type of way in or some type of connection to really make your resume stick unless your credentials or you just happen to be, there is something that sticks with the hiring manager or the hiring committee where they're like, yeah, that's, that's the person we want them
0: right there. Or you get lucky, which is the other thing. But yeah, nobody tells you that it's all based on, so I've looked at, um, in my job, I've been on the interviewing side of, like, I'll say, I don't know, a hand, at least a handful um, yeah. of times and looked at a bunch of different interviews and decided who, like, we're going to bring in, who we're not going to bring in. And my company, we, all, we do it with more than, like, two or three people, sometimes four. So we never just yeah. do it with, with one person. Mm-hmm. uh, just in case we miss something, like we want to be really thorough with, with who we, um, with who we interview. And so even just from our team alone, I'll look at it and I'll look at a resume different than like my boss or the other person. And we're all going to interview the same person, but we all look at it differently. Like, yeah. obviously we all have for the position, we'll all have, um, certain like skill sets that we know are required and so if you have mm. those then like that's like a kind of like check in the box type deal Good but for other things um like for me personally if i see somebody missed the capitalization or something like that for me it's not the end of the world because mm. that's kind of how i am mm. like i'm just like all right yeah you made a mistake whatever it's like i I, I you have the skill set i want to talk to you yeah. kind of yeah. <laughs> whereas other people will be like oh my gosh it's filled with grammatical errors nope that's like me. you can't yeah, so
1: my perspective, it doesn't take it doesn't take much to to especially if you're applying for a job. You really want it this, which is the mentality I try and tell everyone when they go into an application is treat this what, job as if this is your dream job. Yeah, you don't you don't leave grammatical errors or start a sentence with a lowercase cap. You go over that thing twice, have someone else read it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like the you way make that sure that
1: thing's pristine.
0: Yeah. The way that you tell people to do it is the correct way, like 100 yeah. percent. And that's something that should probably be cleared up as well. But if it so happens that I get one on my desk where there there's like a little mistake, I'm not gonna not throw. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw it away. Whereas somebody else might. Um, but yeah, no, so, definitely. If you're applying, go through it like 18 times. Have like yeah. three other people look at it. It's like that, you want that to be absolutely perfect for sure.
1: But your perspective is to have is the importance of having more than one person there. Mm-hmm. So you're you're so let's say it's just me and you you know hypothetically are the ones looking at uh resumes let's say there's someone who's fully qualified has all of the credentials experience, in it and everything but his grammatical I, like i'm we're seeing all kinds of grammatical stuff over it i might be like okay this guy's not paying attention he doesn't really care about this job let's move to the side you on the other hand could catch it and say no 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 wait look regardless of that he's got this experience he's worked here for 12 years this company just was like top 10 rated in the nation maybe we should give it a shot you know not every company is fortunate enough to have multiple folks in their right. hiring in their hiring department and the reality at least that i see on my end is that a lot of I'll, i will call it discrimination i'll plainly call it discrimination in hiring practices you don't know who the person is on the other end who you're applying to especially if it's a, it's a, it's a fortune 500 company and you're even just a big corporation they're sliding resumes through like it's nothing little stuff like that will get it just passed through 100 but you might be fully qualified fully prepared for that position already have experience in it but you know if if whoever the person is who's looking at all of that puts it to the side you know that kind of trickles down the trickles down the line of someone who should have gotten a job was qualified for it just doesn't get and that's that's the reality i always gotta tell folks when yeah
0: the other part of that is just because you're qualified doesn't mean somebody else isn't yeah, as well so like you could be qualified for the spot yeah 100 percent. you could be qualified for the spot and somebody else could be qualified and maybe you just mesh with the team better we we rejected yep. a couple people because we interviewed three like three or four people for one spot all of them were mm-hmm. qualified mm-hmm. like for sure no like most they were most of them to be honest were slightly overqualified for if we're, if we're being honest so mm-hmm. we have to turn people away it's like just because like, like one fit with the team better. One like the team was a little bit younger, so one of the guys was a little bit older, and like he made it. He made a joke about not knowing how to like <laughs> turn a word into a PDF or whatever, and I was like, All right, <laughs> I, I was like, not you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but that's that's like the thing like you never know what it could be but also you never know the other way the thing that you could say that it's like yes i want that person yeah and so it's weird the other thing with big with big companies is half the time they just have the software that goes through and looks for keywords and they just throw yeah, ATS most ATS of them out offers. anyways
1: yeah yeah ATS suck yeah ATS so
0: suck. that's uh that's another reason why you should get your resume perfect but yeah yeah no, Actually, it's, I- go ahead
1: I was saying I did. A, I had to do a, a
0: presentation on that
1: for Americorps not too long about not too long ago. And a, there's so much for ATS. Every ATS system is different. HS is is an applicant tracking system, and those are for companies that get like 200 plus you know applications for a position. Maybe like three position op- openings, you get 200 plus applications. The trick to them, you know, here's a little gem for them. The trick to them is if. I like to do it on job responsibilities. If it is in the first like three to five sentences or three to five, yeah, three to five sentences, usually it's like bullet points in the job duties, that better be in your resume. The yeah. exact wording better be in your pretty resume. Much, like pretty much
0: a copy and paste, yeah. except obviously yep. and watch then what you do.
1: <laughs> you should have two resumes, one for the ATS. And if you get contacted again, one to submit to actual human eyes. You yep. don't want it to be too, too robotic or else this is going to look like like if you're trying to play the system you know hiring people on the other side of the system can see that they know if you're doing nothing yeah. but copy and pay yeah so it's it, it's a fine line you kind of got to walk uh work on ats systems i'm not the biggest fan of them, but it helps
0: companies it just it just does It helps yeah them run through there's the, just to too there's just too much like it's too, too much for people to go through yep and and, and you know as Probably when you're looking at the same format of document over and over and over again, yeah. you're gonna to start to miss stuff. And it's like yeah. that that doesn't help anyone either. Yeah. Um, and especially like yeah, because then the same problem happens. You you might mm-hmm. miss something that you shouldn't have met, like someone that you shouldn't have missed. And yeah, we don't we don't want that either. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of yeah, the the resume, the resume kind of is I don't want to call it a crapshoot, but it kind of is, to be honest. Yeah and they're all different yeah and then once you get to the interview that's the part i don't do you do interview coaching in your job now or, or not really
1: i do interview prep but not too many people are like fully interested in it yeah it's very it's very very helpful even if i'm not like i don't consider myself a professional at all but it's good to just try and practice in front of someone anybody Mm-hmm. Like just to have those questions asked to you, it's a little tough to, for people to take it seriously, which is the whole purpose of it. Yeah. Especially if, if they've worked with me for like a day or two days already and I'm cracking jokes at them for like two days and then I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, you know, let's role play now. And they're like,
0: like nah. but it is
1: yeah, like you're <laughs> like, you know, I'm goofy. So it's like, it's hard to kind of flip that switch, but you got to be able to, if you want to have a good practice for it. Because employers, and I always try to tell folks to lighten their mood is employers are always just as stressed. Yes. They, have, they have the pressure to, if they hire somebody who's terrible, it looks bad on them.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: don't go into an interview terrified, you know, stressed out. My, my, my advice is always to think, you, are, you know, the other person on the other side, the interviewer might be just as stressed or more stressed than you are. And I always try and use that as a reason to, to try and calm folks down. And it's worked for one lady, she ended up getting a job after our interview she went through the whole process. Yeah. She was already pretty qualified for. It. But it, it it helps folks to just tell them yeah. you're not, don't be scared because you're not the only one. They're not like bullies in the room trying to just beat down on you, make sure you're, you know, you're crossing your eyes and dying your T's. they're does
0: there happen trying to make sure that too. they
1: pick the right person too. Yeah,
0: that does happen sometimes though. It does. It yeah, does. Which indeed. is unfortunate. But but yeah, no, that's that's absolutely right as well. Like I know in the world of you know, like contracting where you have where you're basically invoicing another entity for your work, mm-hmm. if you don't fill that spot, you can't invoice for that work. Mm-hmm. And so if you're if you're the program manager, the project manager, then you got your higher ups being like, "Hey, when are you going to fill that spot so we can start billing them again?" Like that's yeah. like they want to fill pressure. that spot. Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing that I tell people uh, when they ask me is when the interviewer asks you questions is your life, like, you know, and yeah. that's something that maybe comes more naturally to me than others. And, and I boil it down to something that seems so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, is your life. When they ask you like, Oh, what was your experience with this? Like, tell them, tell them everything. And like, don't be scared that it's wrong because yeah. how are they going to know if it's wrong? Like, obviously don't lie, but like, yeah. <laughs> no one knows you better than you. Yeah. No one so, knows you better than you. So yeah. give, give your, give the best account of yourself to that yep. person. And the other thing that you said that I really like is, is to definitely be like light in the mood. Like obviously mm-hmm. don't go in there. Just every word is a joke, but yeah. And read the, and read the situation, read, the room. read, the yep. read the room, read the person. But if there's room for like a tiny joke here or there, do it. It's like, makes you more likable when, when yeah. we were talking
1: about team fit earlier. I was just about to say, yeah, yep. company
0: culture, if they're, up, mm-hmm. like,
1: especially where I work at, dude, it is, yeah. it, it like being laid back helps efficiency because, it, you know, trying to be uptight, too serious, you know, when you have people coming in stressed out, that doesn't help them. You know, if we try and create an environment where people enjoy coming in, you know, if it's a if they're stressed, if they're trying, especially with unemployment, if they're trying to get something fixed, they know that they can come here and just have someone help them. Not someone yeah. hard line them, am telling this, tell them that, and then tell them to get out the, like, you don't got time for that. We want to sit in, honestly, just come in and sit down. We still provide, you know, space for that to happen.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So what are the other sort of things that you do? Like, what does your job entail or what is the company? Is it pretty much just like a job prep, resume prep type deal, or you guys do other things as well?
1: My role centers around that. We're trying, my role, my position actually, uh, as it's changed, I'm trying to develop this own program where we can help get folks trained so it's kind of a two-pronged system at least from my position now because we have you've, you've heard of linkedin learning right the learning platform yep. from linkedin so we have a thousand licenses through my job to give to people so i've been trying to create an actual program where we partner with employers tell them hey we have we have this 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 access to this program and it can provide you know nationally recognized industry certificates in a, in a like a wider range, it's like 10,000 courses on LinkedIn learning. And yeah. we're trying to set up where in an agreement where, hey, if this person comes in, we'll we'll establish these these foundational courses for them to get, these foundational certificate courses. It's like three or four of them for like the, the pillar ones. And then each employer is going to have their own specific uh, certificates that they want to help them better, better mesh with the company. If they go through that program, you have to guarantee them at least an interview. That's it. So we're in the process of developing that. And then still resume, you know, help people write resumes, write cover letters and uh, apply to jobs. That's been like the foundation. That's the backbone of what my job is. If you don't got nothing else, it's that. And then some referrals to the partner agencies like um, Department of Rehabil- Rehabilitation Services. Um, mainly them. they've been our closest, our closest partner program, at least in my job. And then we also have training providers. So we have it's something called Weo, Workforce Innovation and Opportunities Act um and that essentially is they can cover the cost of educational training in high demand markets in our area which is manufacturing business healthcare it and then something else hospitality so if one of the big ones and this has been like when i tell you it has been like hot off the press is um cdl drivers we can pay for your cdl class covered fully covered what's cdl Um, commercial driver's license so like trucking trucking and stuff yes so the one to get the cdl a in our area, I think it's like either a $2,500 or $5,000 course. And this program can cover it if you qualify. One of the qualifications for it is if you're receiving unemployment currently or within the past six months, which that's the one that's been like absolutely off the rails. Mm-hmm. And then the adult and youth one is all income based. Mm-hmm. So that literally has been what has been like, and it's just been referral based. I have, you know, one person comes in, he's like, Oh, you mean all I got, you mean tell me all I got to do is receive unemployment and I can be covered to your CDO. Yeah goes tell three more people we come and have three more people on a program they tell each one person that's six people coming in on it yeah. So that's been that's been rolling like crazy since last year really just because at some point if you have stopped working and you're looking to change industries and if you got unemployment even you know currently or within the last six months so even people who you know might have gotten it in january of this year can still get on with this program from that you know mm-hmm. to this day that's that's what's been like driving a lot of at least on that end of the real of, of that activity and then, yeah, that's main. That's main, The main yeah. two right there.
0: That's awesome. That's really good work and important work as well. Um, yeah. But it also goes back to the thing that we were talking about—the skill set earlier. It's like yeah. they didn't have a skill set before. You're giving them yeah. a skill set, and now they're able to go find a job that requires that skill set. And that's that that's in in its simplest like terms, it's kind yeah. of what finding a job is. It's like, yeah. okay, there's a skill set. Let me get. Let me acquire the skill set, and then let me go use it in this job.
1: And the thing about it is, is we try and tell folks that finding, like looking for a job and finding a job itself is a job
0: and yes, you can, you can be so. good at
1: that and you can, be, you know, you can be good at it or you can be not so good at it, but mm-hmm. like you got to know, it's, it's, a, it's honestly a hustle before you can get your job because mm-hmm. you got to, you, you, you've got to, you've got to kind of play the game. You've got to find people who are working in the industry or find some type of, you know, programs or something that can help give you a leg up to get where you want to go and they are they exist i didn't even know this place existed until i started working here it's been here for 10 years so this stuff exists It's you just got to kind of find it
0: yeah absolutely yeah no it's definitely difficult to find like it's not as simple as i just made it out to be obviously all the the searching (laughs) the searching is a job by itself for sure um but you can't go anywhere if you don't have the skill set anyways so but yeah i know that yeah that's good work man Super happy that you're doing that, helping tons of people. I'm sure sure it gives you a sense of pride in in what you're doing when you hear somebody comes back and, like, hey, I
1: got the job. You're like, yes. Yes, indeed. Like, you know how competitive we get for sports. So I take that same joy out of like winning a tournament, winning a game in that. Cause I always see it as like somebody's, you know, somebody's whole course may have just changed. Their whole future, kids and everything Mm -hmm. might have just changed, especially if they stay in that job for years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome.
1: But the topic of this here discussion, at least one of the topics, did you get a chance to watch uh, the Game Changers? I did not. Since so we started.
0: I went through like a couple summaries of it, and then mm-hmm. because I figured from what you told me and the summaries that I got that I pretty much got the gist of it. Yeah. Um, and then I went and watched a couple of like. I just typed in like nutritionist response to the game changers and just watched like the first like four and, and I, I came with... half
1: of the doctor one that you sent me. I had to finish that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the thing with that one is um before we get into this though, I will give my understanding of what it is and then you can fill in the gaps. But basically game changers is a, a documentary that came out went uh year or two ago. I think 19 yeah, 2019. Um and basically what it what it goes into is the benefits of, a say mostly or wholly plant-based diets, um, vice eating red, red meats or meat in particular animal all, animal, 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 meat, animal products, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, then they brought in a couple of, uh, a bunch of like top class athletes who have gone into vegan or vegetarian type diets and mm-hmm. some, uh, nutritionists as well, who are advocates of the vegan or vegetarian diet. Um, basically it just goes into the benefits of it. And, uh, yeah, is does that, that pretty much sum it up more or less? Essentially. Okay.
1: And then it's all from the perspective, I forgot what the guy's name is but all from the perspective of this like ex UFC fighter, James Wilkes, James Wilkes, who ended up going vegan. His dad had a, a run in with, um, I think it was a heart attack, you know, it, it's, it's, it's intended to be, you know, an educational documentary where it teaches you something, but it also, you know and intrigues you and captivates you as
0: you watch through mm-hmm. so yeah so my thoughts generally are and then the the rogan podcast that i sent you where james wilkes was on it with uh chris Crasser, i think his name was who mm-hmm. had been on previously by himself to kind of he uh i guess say debunked part of some of the documentary ended up being undebunked by wilkes in the second uh <laughs> the second one that podcast chris Crasser, is not the person that i would have chosen to represent the um i'll call like the more uh, omnivore side also he he did not do well under pressure and for me the thing that you you had said was that animal products are harmful for you and one of the uh, that you had said that the film said that um and they never got into that basically mm. james wilkes did a very good job of he cherry picked a bunch of the things that krasher said on the previous one such mm. as you can't get um the same amount of protein from plants that you do from animals mm. which it kind of like yeah the like if you just like count it out and like it's fine right mm. so he he picked issues such as that one Where it's easily kind of Undebunked I guess if that makes sense But they never actually went into Is meat bad for you or not Because the documentary said that And then I guess uh, Crasser had said that it wasn't on The previous episode which I didn't Watch Mm. Um, And then they never actually got into into That when the two of them were in the room together Which is Mm. what I wanted to hear And I listened for three and a half hours And they didn't mention (laughs) it at all You could watch the
1: documentary
0: in that time. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it was like it was kind of like I wanted to hear lots of different perspectives on it, um, and, and so I was hoping that Crasher would do a good job. Like they it would actually be—I don't even want to call it a debate, uh, like a discussion on what the mm. benefits are for different sorts of diets and foods mm. and all sorts. And so, basically, the conclusion that I came away with is that. When compared to the standard American diet, which I guess is like,
1: as you said, burgers, burgers,
0: burgers, pizza, and like soda and something else. Yeah. French fries. As long as you eat healthy, regardless of if you go vegetarian or not, Mm -hmm. feels like you're going to be fine. Like for me, I eat a lot of eggs and I eat a lot of salmon and I eat a lot of like turkey and chicken. I don't really eat red meat that often. And I eat a lot of vegetables and bananas. And that's pretty much like, and Chipotle, but that's, that's, <laughs> but I love some Chipotle, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has, has to be in there. But generally speaking though, there's no studies from what they've said or from the short Googling that I did that compare mm. a healthy omnivore diet, such as like the one that I partake in or a mm. healthy vegetarian or vegan diet because Mm. obviously if you compare a healthy vegan diet to the standard american diet it's going to be better mind-blowing but the same is true for the other one and so they're Mm. both arguing that oh they have health benefits it's like yes and then they both this is how it went omnivore diet is better it like has these benefits. And then the other mm-hmm. guy would be like, well, compared to what the standard American diet. And they're like, and then they'd be like, well, there's no studies for the other one. And then the other guy would make the point and it would like just go swing back and forth. It's like, yeah. they're all compared to the standard American diet in which case anything you better. do <laughs> is better. <laughs> anything is better. At that yeah.
1: Point. Uh,
0: and so there were a couple other nutritionists that were like, it takes more planning to properly do a vegan diet yeah, I can tell you from experience. Um, yeah, and so we don't do it. Yeah, and so like whereas I can just cook some salmon and throw some broccoli on the plate and maybe some rice as well, mm. and uh, that's pretty balanced. Like mm. you have to really know what's what's in the like what's going on with like whether it's I don't know. Do you eat tofu? I don't even know. Oh yeah, I love yeah. So tofu. tofu, like whatever you wherever you're getting your protein from, you have to like really understand where where stuff is coming from. Mm. And so that was another point that was made where it's just like, well, you don't have to plan. It's like, well, you have to plan both. It's like, I'm not going to just go order pizza. Yeah. I don't know. So basically, on it. Yeah. So basically my conclusion was <laughs> be healthy and don't eat the standard American diet.
1: What, what, what captivated me, and it comes from multiple perspectives and even kind of my family's influence over it. So I have, I do have some bias in terms of, what my family, let's like, say so my mom would cook just, you know, tofu, rice, broccoli and stuff like that. It wouldn't have me. Mm-hmm. So, and she's done that plenty of times. She actually has this stuff called like tofu scramble where she like, it looks like scrambled, like scrambled eggs. She'll mix potatoes in there and like spinach and some peppers and it is literally the best thing, hands down the best thing, one of the best things you can make with tofu. But there were, mal- one was, there was, one of them was we were talking about the anatomy of of, of animal proteins of animal cells and all of this. And how in the documentary, it just states that the makeup of it is not, in a sense, beneficial. Some of the pieces that come out of it and it had like really cool diagrams really cool all of this stuff. And it shows that even just a little bit of it can clog, you know, it can clog the bloodstream. And then some of, the, I don't know if it was bacteria or simply just the cells in, in the animal flesh can clog stuff in your stomach. Um, and then there's not really that many microbiotics that come from from animal flesh the other one and it comes it goes to the end of the documentary which kind of was like a twist on it that it was kind of like a like a a shout out was everything that it takes to produce like an animal product or like a chicken or a burger or a cow or a burger all of that stuff where you know it takes like a couple hundred gallons to be able to make like 10 burgers or something like that like all of the agriculture and the the intensity that you need to be able to feed the cows to make them big healthy and all of that to gen- kill them for their meat in itself is depleting and it goes into one of there's a farm i think in i want to say in i want to say in mexico or down near the southern border where it was like they've had a drought for years because on the other side of the fence so here in in the states down i think near texas or in in new mexico where agriculture farming is pulling so much water just to have feed for the cows that it's it's just almost it's almost unsustainable and then on top of that, they also they also put out like, like you know, when, cow, when cows fart, it's like methane or something like that. Like 60 yeah. percent of like the methane gas or something outrageous comes from these from the animals, all just to support the whole industry of it. So it wasn't in my opinion, my perspective of it was it wasn't just what it did. It was more of a collective. And then this is the idea and the driving factor was me was what am I lo- what do I gain? What do I lose? Pro con list, standard simple pro con list. What do I gain from having it? Better flavor, better taste. I mean, that's that's as simple as that. You don't you don't you don't go to a a barbecue cookout, cookout or something to have vegetables. That's just not what attracts you. It don't taste as good. That's a simple fact. But the con list was well, what am I losing out on? And that documentary exposed me to cons that I had. I did. I was unaware of. You know, I had always known that to to raise animal or not necessarily to raise animals, but the way that they're raised. And there's been documentaries throughout the internet throughout. Really, since like the '90s, since really had media of improper uh, slaughtering, improper all of that of animals. You know, that's been that was that's been a big thing for generations now. Where that was already that was already on my mind. And then on the flip side of is what are you? What is the agricultural deterioration or the agricultural? Um, I don't want to say what's the opposite of the benefit. Um, the withdrawal, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the negative effects of having to to continuously, you know, have farmland for them to, to feed on, have to use water to, to, to create that farmland, all of that, to then have the animal potentially uh, slaughtered inhumanely or however it's done, to then have, like, a quarter-pound quarter pound burger from, like, McDonald's, or even just ground beef that I'll get um, from the store. And I was like, you know what?
0: Also, Me it's stopping, to be honest, huh? Also, it's McDonald's.
1: Yeah yeah so and i always i'm always quick i think they get their beef too from like brazil if i'm not mistaken i've done, i've done some random uh article on that way back when um but i had thought to myself me stopping isn't gonna really put that much of a dent in any industry this is not one person it, it, it's not gonna happen but one of the things and especially in the beginning of it had had kind of emotions Like the whole thing about this market is kind of on emotions was uh the main character i forgot his name already james Wilkes, James Wilkes, his dad had a heart attack at like 80 and his doctor was like, you know, 85% of people who have heart attacks don't survive. It. They only have one, you know, there's not a, there's a 15% chance you you survive your heart attack and his dad survived it. And he was talking, you know, his doctor was talking about how all, a lot of his, his arteries sometimes are clogged or even the blood wasn't as clear as it could be. And he was after a whole documentary, he said, you know, I've been eating, I've only been alive for like 30 years or so like that. You know, what, is, what are the detriments that I have already happened to my body because of this? What does that look like in an 80-year-old person who's ate who's meat his whole life? You know, and essentially he was saying that was the culmination. The heart attack was the culmination of a life lived of eating meat. And I was like, is it, is it something I need that bad in a sense? It almost sounds like a drug. It's, it makes it sound like you're like you're defining a drug. It's something you need that bad. But it's something that you need that bad to you want to eat for your whole life to potentially end up in that position. And again, how we were talking about everyone's everyone's body's makeup, body makeup is different. Someone could eat meat their whole life and be fine, literally up to like hundred year 100 years old and be completely fine. And someone could, you know, pass away in their 60s from heart failure or from you know corroded arteries, just whatever it may be, where everyone's different. That's just yeah. a simple fact. Yeah. So there, there's a lot to it. It's definitely one of the if 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 you haven't seen it, it's one of those documentaries. I just say watch it, come to your own conclusion. Because whatever you decide, it's not going to change the world. More than likely, unless you have like an whole industry go under, like a whole company, like what's probably the biggest meat provider. I'll say I, at least. I, pork, I think Smithfield, Smithfield pork was like yeah. the biggest pork provider. If that company goes under, yeah, you're probably you'll probably make a pretty big dent. But then again, it's like a vacuum. What company is going to fill that hole? What's going to be the, the first direct buyer after that? Yeah. So.
0: I don't know. Everyone's, like I...
1: everyone's everyone's life is an individual. Individual thing in that term where companies people are going to do what they want to do. Same with the American diet. You can tell people it's bad food. Guess what? People donald's do having a two for five sale right now. I'm gonna go get me two burgers, <laughs> and that's it.
0: Yeah, it's tough because and and again, so one of the things that I saw when you're talking about the molecular diagrams, it was I think one of the criticisms was that they cherry picked like some super processed like very farm like packed in not very good for you like mcdonald's double burger patty type deal Mm -hmm. whereas if you compare it to something like elk like i'll go to the butcher and buy a couple pounds of elk Mm -hmm. and like i don't really eat beef generally Mm -hmm. so there's that so it's like when you compare those and then there's other things where uh, where I heard that even, even his dad, I don't know. Did the doctor say that it was, that meat was the for sure cause? Or I think so.
1: And that was the whole, that was pre- all, yeah. he started the documentary off with of that. And I think that's what kind of laid the premise foundation for it of you yeah. know for the rest of the documentary. Yeah. I will say before you continue though, it wasn't, it wasn't like the bottom of the barrel of meat. When there was a, the, one of the studies with three of the athletes, and of course they're using NFL athletes. Mm-hmm. It was the NFL athletes or the college athletes, one of the two, but they were using like grass fed beef, Mm -hmm. organic chicken and organic pork i don't know how they decided who gets it but i think they just said which one do you want you get you know one Mm. person gets each gotcha and they did like the blood work on them due to the whole plasma spinning and it separates the plasma versus the blood and it was showing how all three of them chicken was it was of course the healthiest but both pork and they all had like fogginess in their blood as opposed to the plasma's like you can't see through the plasma because it's a certain color and then the blood was all kind of foggy and this was one day's worth of they ate, I think it twice a day or three times a day for like lunch and dinner.
0: Mm-hmm. Took their
1: blood work at the end of the day. The next day they ate nothing but like bean burritos. And they had the, the comparison between the two of you can see through the vial of their blood. The plasma separate, you can't see through and the blood was clear, almost clear as day. You could see right through it. As if it was like, like even just one day's worth. One day's worth
0: Well work. what what does that what does that mean that it's cloudy? That's because it's I like, I would say like a bean burrito versus like chicken breast yeah like like i would i would say that in terms of health mm. like you'd look at an athlete and they would probably have a chicken breast on their plate rather than a bean burrito most definitely so like what but, like, when it's cloudy what does it mean i guess and i guess I, I must have misread the things in terms of it being bottom of the barrel or i must have like maybe whoever said that was was incorrect but
1: and there's actually one on on YouTube where you can look at it um I'm sorry I asked question again. I was looking at it
0: uh when you said the the like the blood was cloudy or whatever like what is like with what like what does that mean in terms one of- I don't, like
1: what causes it to cloud or what is the, the, the negative effects mm-hmm. of cloudy
0: blood like what it like it's like okay, your blood's cloudy versus your blood isn't cloudy like w- is it blood clots or carotid corroded
1: is it corroded arteries or blood? I think it's blood clots.
0: So when the when it's cloudy, it's what more likely to produce a blood clot? Yeah,
1: because it's thicker.
0: Gotcha. Blood isn't moving; it's not
1: moving through as fast. It's moving through as easy. There is, it says, cloudy fat in the blood. I'm actually reading one of the one of the titles on YouTube: "Cloudy Fat in the Blood." Mm. If you want, I don't know. Do you have you ever shared screen on one of the on one of the podcasts?
0: I've not, and I don't know how it works with the recording, but we can. Oh, i don't even not, know how to not. give you all right how me. Okay, just, just shoot me the link and then i'll put it in the description uh okay.
1: afterwards i ain't trying the copyright strike on this show i don't know how how youtube
0: me i don't know I think, I think i think but not. the one i'm
1: seeing it says cloudy fat in blood it just mm-hmm. says uh, blood test explain cloudy fat in the blood and you see and you might be able to even see it when i text it to you i uh the little thumbnail of the difference between the two because it shows one with meat and one with, uh, I don't know if it says veggies or if it says um, yeah, meat and plant, black beans and the beef. And it is, it is grass-fed beef. I remember I'm always trying to, because it's, I feel like that would have been an easy, you know, low-hanging fruit was, oh, you picked the bottom of the barrel of beef. So they made yeah. sure that they picked grass-fed, organic, all kinds of, all, the best beef you could buy from a store. You know, you go to your Whole Foods, you go to your 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 Sam's Club, they're going to have the, the best stuff
0: Add the yeah, good stuff
1: and the better stuff. So you see, like, the, the two separate pieces? Yeah, the separate he's comparison? about to pull it up. All right, there's one. And then they stick them in, like, the little plasma spinner where, like, you stick it and yeah. spin it off fast and separate
0: it. Yeah, that's interesting. And I wonder, well, wait, the yellow part, that's not blood, though, is it? That's the plasma. So I had it backwards. The blood is the bottom part, the plasma. Oh, gotcha. It. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. So, but yeah, like I I don't want my perspective to be uh misconstrued as disagreeing with what he's saying because I don't know enough to agree or disagree. Um and the argument is obviously very con- convincing. They've done the research, obviously they know like basically what I drew out of it was that you can get everything you need from, from plants in terms of nutrients. Yep. The other side of that is there was a doctor I watched. Um, he's like a nutritionist. And he basically said that. One of the things that James Wilkes kept saying that in the interview with Rogan to Chris Crasser, who was the, like the other side or whatever, mm-hmm. was that the science doesn't agree with him. And the doctor was like, yeah, that's true. But the science also doesn't fully agree with like the scientific consensus also doesn't agree with James Wilkes either. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you have to know like what works for uh, him might Mm -hmm. not work for somebody else. Because I know I've heard of people who have gone, who've had like horrible, like arthritis and other like autoimmune disease, and they go on a carnivore diet and they get better, Mm -hmm. they get healed and there's no Mm -hmm. cure for that sort of arthritis or that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. but they go on a carnivore diet and they eat nothing but meat and drink water and they're healed. Mm -hmm. And so clearly there's some, like everyone reacts to things differently. So a, a whole blanket of like, you should be an omnivore. You should be a, you should go vegan. You should go carnivore is like not accurate. I think, I think it does a good job of showing that you can get all your nutrients from plants, but at the same time, I think that, it was not mentioned anywhere that i found that like carnivore has cured arthritis in certain people or has cured like autoimmune disease in certain people like Mm -hmm. that was never mentioned and it's like okay well maybe it does have those properties but also for a different person if it cures them of this thing Mm -hmm. you know i'd kind of like i don't know that's just kind of how i view it it's like each each to their own like you got to figure out what works for you yeah
1: yeah one of the things I re- he did mention in terms of, of nutrients was the only, I think is the only nutrient. It might be one other, if I'm not mistaken, but most of the one, the only one that you can, I don't think cannot get from plants is B12 and animal protein doesn't even have that much. In-
0: no, he debunked that in the uh, the Rogan one that he had some evidence basically it was like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but you can get it from plants, but you can also get it from meat, but then one of the arguments was not to go too quality? far down no is not to quality? go too far down the rabbit hole but looks was kind of saying well yeah you get it from meat because cows eat grass where it is so it's like in that like which where most of the, most of the protein yeah i didn't really the of
1: most of the protein that those animals have come from their diet
0: yeah but that doesn't mean they don't have it so
1: yeah because I mean, it goes into their muscles all
0: yeah. Of that whole... yeah so the, when i first when i first kept hearing
1: that argument years ago it was like it's a middleman but i'm like yeah but it also all of that stuff gets metabolized and stored in their muscles as well mm-hmm. so
0: he's not it's like sucking
1: yeah. it through a straw <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a terrible <laughs> metaphor but it's not like you're yeah. literally just extracting whatever plant needs like there's stuff that is also in the animal flesh that you are consuming
0: yeah that has for more sure benefit than just the plant yeah definitely and i think being for example um when you buy elk, it's more expensive than like a normal pound of ground beef or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's so lean and dark Mm -hmm. and there's no fat on it. And it's just like, basically when you think of an elk's like athleticism, athleticism, Mm -hmm. you're eating like a super athlete, but essentially it's so lean. There's no fat on it. super high in protein. Like all the, all the stuff that like, you'd be like, yeah about beef like doesn't exist. Not that it doesn't exist, but it's just like so minimal that, and the other thing with elk is they don't have elk farms because yeah. you can't keep those things in fences because they'll just jump yeah. over them. Um, so I mean, all like you can electrocute them. Well, you can electric like all. Kinds I mean, yeah, stuff. but generally speaking, you know what I mean. But it's like okay. most like yeah. all the stuff, like the ones that I get from this butcher in McLean. And it's always like hunted, like wild hunted. And then they bring it back and ship it out to whoever. So like that quality of meat versus even like the grass-fed ones right how amazing is it that we have to specify that beef is grass-fed when that's the thing that they should be eating precisely yeah and you're talking about
1: these these big
0: massive
1: farms now
0: yeah yeah but so people say that like it's special it's like no that's how it should be yeah it's not organic what is yeah or
1: or cage-free eggs how cage-free you have to label that they're not in a cage yeah. You know, just forced to kind of just pump out eggs there, they can roam
0: free roam, cage yeah. free eggs. All of it's that. like, so that's how, it's like that's how it should be, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know, it, yeah, that's kind of, I don't have a lot of strong opinions on it other than people should figure out what works for them, and I know that's more difficult, it's, it's difficult because it takes time to kind of you figure find out, works for you. yeah, Try and it's there. also, and also, you have to figure out how to cook it, yeah. Uh, you, you see my picture.
1: Hard. I ain't cooked, I ain't cook not a thing. I literally threw that joke on the sink yep. and portioned it all out into its own little bowl. Yeah. And I will say day four five now. Day four. I didn't eat Monday. Tired of salad. I'd be darned if I ain't tired of salad. Oh, I was craving something last night. Craving it. And I'm be honest with you, actually, so then I'm on I'm in a weird stage where I'm not I'm not like strict on it. Like mm-hmm. I had I had a chicken sandwich for lunch today and i really only have the salad as my meal prep for after after i lift at night because it gives mm-hmm. me i don't have to worry about prepping preparing it's ready pull it out yeah. the fridge throw some dressing on it it's good to go as opposed to coming home and just on the way home thinking about what it is i got to prepare if i want a salad i got to put it all together this that and third and really just meal prep even if it's regardless of it's a vegan vegetarian diet or if it has meat in it just meal prepping in general is what allows you to plan out what you're getting so if it mm-hmm. says if you're going to go on a vegan diet know where your nutrients are coming from having a meal prep gives you that opportunity i know i've yep. got four cups of this three cups of that and i'm going to have a cup of this when i get home that equals this this that and third same with same with uh same with meat. If mm-hmm. you've got you know two chicken breasts this many ounces plus four cups of rice two cups of vegetables you still know what you're going to get out of it
0: yeah the other thing i wanted to ask you was it oftentimes when these uh, discussions happen, it turns into mm-hmm. just like eating meat versus plants. But in reality, like if you look at my plate for dinner, I throw like a salmon filet on there. The rest of it is just filled up with like broccoli and green beans, and like other stuff. So yeah. in terms of like mostly plant-based, like I would consider myself most mostly plant and fruit-based mm-hmm. rather than, well, vegetable, fruit, plant, you know what I mean? Mostly mm-hmm. plant-based but I also eat meat. And so that mm-hmm. was kind of where like another thing that was lost in the Rogan podcast where it was like, why? Like it was almost like, why are we, why are they discussing it? Because they never got around to if meat's bad or not. They were just agreeing while disagreeing. Yeah. It was very, it was very strange. And I felt like I wasted three hours of my life. Not gonna <laughs> lie, But like, I tell you at least you got to watch the documentary at least one yeah, time. Yeah. No, I will. I
1: think, Especially because you've already educated yourself on so much more stuff, you'll, call, you'll go into it with a more objective mind, yeah. as opposed to having a, a, a bias towards one or the other. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going in, all right, I've already done, especially even have to, after having this podcast, you've now discussed it, you watched discussions on it, what new information, you know, that's the basis of these discussions is the documentary. Mm-hmm. So now that you've already done the background research, you can then watch the piece of the content that's going to show where these discussions came from saying okay he, i remember hearing this to get discussed but they didn't go into detail now it's going into detail even me even some of the things i'm saying probably aren't 100 exactly what's being said mm-hmm. but you'll see the clarified explanation in in the documentary
0: yeah
1: and then and then i'll probably call you you can have a follow-up full <laughs> full, full follow-up on because i want to call you after you watch it because i like i said i haven't seen it and i don't know like, actually i don't think i've seen it in a year i watched it last summer
0: yeah, 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 we could do that for sure. Bottom line, do your own research, people. Do your own research. Um, and I do works work for you. If it's yeah. a blended,
1: you know, like you were saying, eating mm-hmm. any type of meat with nothing but vegetables is good.
0: Point blank. Yeah, here. for sure. Um, the other thing that we talked about was recently was it yesterday or two days, a couple of days ago? Thank Simone, thank Simone Biles pulled yeah. out. And then there was a, immediately a lot of people thinking their opinions were important yep. and here we are about to give our important opinions <laughs> Dude, <I saw laughs> on, the, on the subject
1: i saw the funniest uh the funniest instagram story early today uh i've got it, i've got it. oh i think you just too. yes
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah i yeah i saw uh, that one he uh, said,
1: oh, the guy who got cut trying out for varsity his senior year has something to say about the most decorated gymnast of all time. Everyone gather around to listen. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that, that's literally that's literally media
0: right now. Yeah, literally no, 100%. Right now. But even, even the people that are – not that she doesn't deserve praise for the decision that she made, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, it's like – if LeBron pulls out of a game for whatever reason, because he feels a tweak. Remember
1: cramping? Remember cramping? Yeah.
0: When that was a big issue? Yeah, it's like, but like if LeBron pulls out of a game because he feels a tweak somewhere, mm-hmm. nobody praises him for doing it. Yeah. Granted, granted, he plays way more often than she's at the Olympics, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it's different. But at the same time, basically my view on it was, have you ever come down from like you go for a layup or something and you come down and you feel like a little twist in your knee or something and you're like yep yeah, and then yeah and then and then you're not you're not going in the lane for another like 3 or 4 games. Yep. Yep. I watched the vault the the one that she did and then I heard some gymnasts say basically like if she wasn't Simone Biles her leg would have been excuse my French, fucked. Yeah. Because of how she landed. But the fact mm. that she's as athletic as she is and as like built the built the way You're she is, basically is yeah, strong. She basically just saved like in a, a horrible injury. And when that happens to you, especially coming down for a landing, even in just right, we're not doing twists in the air when we're going up for like whether it's a kill in volleyball or a layup in basketball. Mm. We're not doing all sorts of twists and flips. We're just going straight yeah. up and down. Like we yeah. might get bumped, but that's it. If you're do- if you don't trust yourself one hundred thousand percent, you're going to hurt yourself. You can die. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. And so that is a mental thing. It's like if I was her, I wouldn't have done it either. But also, or not. But also, though, I don't know her mental makeup. I'm just spe- speaking for me personally. Like, no. Like I went. No I one's playing-
1: no one's gonna be in her shoes.
0: Like. No, absolutely not. That's
1: that's been except other gymnasts, other like uh, even uh, even other gymnasts though. Like mm -hmm. we we talked about this the other day, where where I talked about it at work. A lot of the other gymnasts looked up to her. She was the tip of the spear. They were who Mm -hmm. they she was who they were trying to 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 inspire, aspire to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So if she's struggling, or if if you know she's already been through this, and you know she already went through, she already proved herself in 2016. Mm -hmm. She's been proving herself.
0: She's the goat. Mm -hmm. Like she's the goat, undisputed
1: yeah i'm pretty so sure it's like where where no one can say you know oh you know she left the team behind or this that and third where it's like well if she if she, if she didn't exist let's say someone wasn't there well more than likely again with the vacuum someone will be there but
0: yeah that person would, gold. They, i forgot what her yeah, name was
1: yeah but they were aspiring to be here so it's like if if the issue is you're and i'm reading just because of what i've seen online of the whole team thing where the team is a stupid looks argument to me, it's very, it's a very dumb argument, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just not, it's funny too. You mentioned LeBron because back when he was on the heat, when he had won, I think it was after he'd won his championship and everything. He, the people's people's explanation. Someone told me, told, you know, explained it to me so plainly. they was like, you said it in early that LeBron is the best basketball player on the planet right now. And yet there were still people who talk until they are blue in the face that he sucks. Yep, in the discussion, you can't so, convince those, him that he's the no. best.
0: Those people have you know? no
1: idea what you know, it's it like
0: is. to actually None. go com-
1: compete None. at that level and consistently for seven you know, seventeen yeah. years without injury. But you know, just in general, even to compete at that level, to pour that much of yourself into something, and, and we're even me and you were just some dudes in a room talking about it. Our opinion doesn't hold any weight for that. And it, granted, she's on the grandest scale when it comes to sports around the world. None of what we're saying really has any weight. We have never been in that position. We nope. more than likely might not. I ain't gonna say we never are. We never are. You never know where life might take you, but we're not. Most likely,
0: right
1: most likely. I don't even have a desire to really, because seeing how it works, and even the article yep. I sent you, there, there, yeah, yeah. there's, there's. Oh yeah, yeah. You, I was
0: gonna bring. I was gonna bring that up, and then I forgot that you sent it to me. There's yeah, we can. We can get the there in scenes, a little bit.
1: You know, so it's like all. I don't. I know me personally. I wouldn't have the patience or I wouldn't have the the what's the good with the cordiality to have that happen and then to then put my you know put the performance hat back on and go back out there as if like nothing just happened. As if like these people didn't try and hush that up for four years and try and sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Like you're like what? No yeah. no 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 I'll put this career can go to you know I'll put this career in the trash. Y'all not about that y'all not about to play this off like this didn't just happen. Like that would have been that would have been a catalyst for me. I would not have let something like that be swept under the rug especially mm-hmm. for something that you poured your heart and your passion into and all of that for, well, he was at coach he was saying for the 17 i'll let you for like, i'll let you lay it out um I don't, I don't
0: the know. the context for what jason's talking about is uh larry nasser i think his name yes. was he was he was like the olympic uh gymnastics team doctor for like 20 something odd years i think he is in jail currently i'm pretty sure um yeah, for gets, like sexual abuse no, and molesting and and yeah all this horrible things. He's been doing it for like 20 years and people knew about it, swept it under the rug, et cetera, um, for a long time. Absolutely horrible. The, one of the stated reasons why Biles uh, came back on the team this year was because she would have been the remaining um, survivor of, of that. And so she thought that if she wasn't on the team this year, that basically would have given – uh US gymnastics an opportunity to sweep it under the rug once and for all and she was like nope not happening so uh here she is on the team um and so the fact that all that happened and then and then one other thing that actually that I found interesting and I I hate to keep citing Rogan as my source for all things. But <laughs> it was it was an article it was an article that Jamie pulled up. So it's it's from the podcast, but he didn't say it. It didn't come from his mouth. It came from an article that was mm. on there. He, he was talking with somebody about uh, Simone Biles. I guess she was on um, Ritalin for ADHD. It's like mm. she's been on it for years, and in Japan, it's illegal. Mm. So they just had to take her off it and so also if you're on something like that for years and years and years and then all of a sudden you're not dependency kicks in like well not even that but just like you're not you're not thinking the same way so when you go into muscle memory or whatever if when you're doing your flips just the slightest thing incorrect is like then she lands how she did it and again she's yeah. lucky knock on wood that she didn't hurt anything that she didn't get hurt But like that also could could be um a factor and i've not heard anyone talk about that um so i don't know how in particular i guess it's not illegal in japan i think i think the term that they used was it's very hard to get and back to your article where it said the 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 u.s olympic like committee or whatever let her down you would think that if it's not illegal just very hard to get that they would have made an effort to like figure that out beforehand so again top athlete your top gymnasts. again do your own research right i'm just i don't know all the facts um and i'm not claiming to but that could also have been something that was a huge factor it's like you have pregame routines when are like just daily routines anyways and you you take away something of that routine even if, even if it's simple as like for me in soccer like if i if my cleats aren't like in a professional setting, you have everything laid out for you beforehand in the dressing room, before you got to warm up, like if your cleats aren't there or you don't have the tape that you want for this thing, like, even though for somebody on the outside, it's like trivial. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a difficult situation. I feel for her. I really do. Um, The pressure that these people get put under is just, it's, un- it's, it's unreal, honestly. I don't know how anyone deals with it, to be honest.
1: Like the face of a country yeah. to go compete in a sport. The country. Like, that's yeah. like, no one, how many people can say that? And not many, because there was a reason it's called the face. There's one person that, yeah. that leads that. And gymnastics was her. Mm-hmm. So, and back to, back to the whole, whole topic of Olympics the fact that it's every four years and what happened four years ago with the abuse is you got to think of, of trigger settings is this what was, was, this was well, it was
0: happening to, for like 20 20 some years it wasn't just yeah i'm talking about for her experience during that time mm-hmm. was the lead up to the olympics yeah you
1: know you take four five years because it was a missed year from last year you take five years off that and you kind of just plunge back into that situation you you know especially if you know because we don't know what goes on every second of it or every minute of every second out mm-hmm. there you know, someone could have even just mentioned that coach's name and yeah, that could have triggered something that could have brought back a flood of memories, a flood of thoughts. And again, if she says she's the only, the only survivor who's still competing, mm-hmm. why did the other ones leave? Was it age or was it something that Yeah, like, most, most gymnasts
0: up? go through one cycle? And so like 24 yeah. is like old for an Olympic gymnast. Most of them are like late teens or late teens. Okay. Like if we'll you hit, still. if you hit 20, you're pushing it. She's 24. She's your, she's or your age. Yeah. So I guess pushing it.
1: Yeah. Well, even still, but just to have, you know, the memories. We don't. We don't know what went through her mind. We don't know any conversations she could have had. She could have been mm-hmm. intem- tried to been intimidated by someone, and even in the health center there, we don't know. We don't know. And that's just that. She's that stuff. We're probably not going to find out because either her or the Olympic Committee or someone there does not want that type of information to get out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But what what what's been annoying me is that everyone who has no no impact no sway no like no anything no involvement any way shape or form but have some platform have just been bashing her
0: like dude it's either been bashing or like she's the next jesus it's like there's no in between of like we understand like yeah like for me her making that decision is not a decision really it's like if you feel something that's it it's like it's it's up to the athlete like they they know their bodies better than anyone else. If she wants to pull out because she feels whatever reason, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's her decision. Nobody else's business. Yeah. So, so I, like, th- that's how I view it. Like again, yeah. again, not to trivialize the decision because with the pressure that comes, it takes more courage to do so. But at the same time, that's an athlete decision that would not yeah. have been taken lightly as a competitor. Mm-hmm. You know, that you wouldn't have wanted to yeah. drop out of that yeah it's, i mean that's not- the stage
1: you that's the stage you train for that yep. is the stage you train for that's a culmination yeah. of of athleticism mm-hmm.
0: with the olympics 100 percent. so that's so, that's not a decision that would have been made lightly yeah um by any stretch of the imagination and i think it, it goes to show the i want to say an issue in this country of everyone needing to pick a side on something yeah so the first person comes out and is like oh she let her team down and then the response is, no, she's a hero. And then the next and then it just goes from there, you know. Everyone takes a side. Yeah. And it's not without knowing things too. That's the other mm-hmm. thing that bugs me. People just go yeah. blurt out like, gosh, ah, wow, I'm about to go down a rabbit hole. I'll stop myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's just like she's an athlete. She knows her body. She made the decision. Like it end of story, story for me. It's like I, I, I feel so bad for her because like you never want that to happen on that stage, but obviously it was serious enough to where like that you, you, yeah, you would, you would hope that that decision was not made lightly, yeah. and, but it's not on us to say whether it was or it wasn't, but so you give her the benefit even, of the doubt. And it's just I like, wouldn't even
1: give it hope. I know it wasn't like, yeah. as you said, as you said, as a competitor, like it probably it probably hurt her more than it's hurting the rest of the people because we have no we have no swayness. we had no investment in the Olympics she trained this is the culmination of her after. Mm-hmm. this is the culmination of her training everything she would not have just pulled out if it wasn't something serious yeah and even as you I haven't even seen the spin I'm probably gonna watch it on here after because I've I've heard about it you saying that was that was that was part of it that, that was the physical evidence that something was wrong yeah that you know not just saying she felt off you saw the landing that yeah it, like, at, at first
0: glance at first glance it's like oh she's on her feet but when you watch like if you watch it in slow mo and watch how how, foot, how how her foot lands yeah um, and basically what it looked like to me was that her like hamstring and quad were strong enough to basically instead of her foot getting stuck just kind of like spring her so like you'll see her land on one foot and then she like kind of like jumps off that foot and and then she lands and then it's fine but if that foot like if it wasn't hurt like the way that it 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 landed was like a very hard landing that like yeah yeah. um i saw an article before you keep
1: your any thought i saw an article that said she this is a gymnast thing again we're not gymnasts mm -hmm. she said she had gotten the twisties whatever that is, gymnasts apparently understand what the twisties are. Probably my sister's a gymnast. Is. Yeah. This, so she would understand what that term is. And an mm-hmm. article, it said that is, that's a note. That's a note that you don't play with that. That's pretty much like if you feel your ACL or something strained.
0: Yep. You don't play with basketball that. Basketball. Yep.
1: You don't play with that. Or else you try it, you try it again. It's gone. And you, yep. might, you ain't competing again because of an injury. Not because yeah. you, you toes to step out because you no longer can. Mm-hmm.
0: It. It's basically my understanding of it is like they have such body control in the air and getting the twisties essentially as you feel lost in the air and you don't know what like you're disoriented and yeah so like that's you're how flipping, I feel like you would be yeah that's,
1: if I don't know I don't I can't do a spin so if I tried it <laughs> I would just be going and then however yeah. I land is over how I land
0: yeah and then however you land would probably be painful very painful uh, yeah no I so with all of that in mind we the
1: verdict is we have no position to say it
0: Here we are talking
1: about, but our conversation we're we're coming at it from at least I like to think we are we're coming at it at least from an objective perspective where people Mm -hmm. are trying their hardest to like put her in a box or frame it as if like she gave up on the country or this that and third. Mm -hmm. No one else is in her position. Y'all not even representing the country. Like y'all ain't in Tokyo. Y'all over here making videos about her being in Tokyo. So and again, the issue with LeBron ain't nobody to go out there and do what he does. Nope. nobody can go out there and do what Simone does but yet yeah, y'all got an opinion to go say when, when she makes a decision mm-hmm.
0: and here we are giving our opinion here we
1: are <laughs> I my opinion is Taylor with down I hope we get something in the comments
0: that's right man look that'd be nice if we get a comment we never get comments actually we it's had one person we had one person you know how on super big like uh content creators people try and comment first yeah we At had first. one guy we had one guy comment first like a week after the video was out and i was just like oh, he was first. He was first. <laughs> i responded i was like you're the first first comment and he was like oh that's awesome i was like uh, yeah <laughs> you
1: should have said the, you should have said like a subscriber bonus or something like that too bad it's not like uh like we Twitter can't even Twitter. we
0: can't even do that then we have yeah, to get yeah. like they bumped up the uh requirements on youtube for monetization or whatever what um not that like it's not why I'm doing this, but it's kind of important. Inform- it would be nice, but anyways, into, I mean, you could
1: you could put so much more into it if it turns into a full time.
0: Yeah, well, that's Better the content. other thing that we were talking about at the beginning, and, and as far as uh, you're talking about, like it was an entrepreneurial um, page that did that did that. Yeah. The amount of salary is like you have to have some sort of base, Just like you you have to have your needs taken care of before you can go start your own business it takes time you have to do things for free like you can't just and those things for free means that you're losing money because you're not getting paid for the thing that you want to be doing so it's it takes time where you could be doing other things and it takes money because you have to invest in the business right if you are say you're doing like you're an athletic trainer or something you have to invest in all the equipment and the space and like the advertising and the shirts and the everything that goes into it and like the the ads on wherever, like the time into the social media where you have to get your name out there and then people don't know who you are. So you have to do the first session for free because if you don't, then nobody's going to go to an unproven like quantity. And you have to have a base where you can come back to if it doesn't work and still be able to put food on the table and still be able to have a a place to live and all those other things. So like that quote in particular, it's just like, for me, it's just kind of not nonsense, but it's like, there's lots of those, like inspirational entrepreneurial accounts that are just full of garbage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I will say the only, and this is the only business that can really do that with no reputation is if you're providing like a product and this product is just revolutionary. If you're doing a service, you more than likely started out with a company. Mm -hmm. You've got a really good clientele at that company. Maybe they just liked you as a serviceman. I'm thinking for a mechanic. Let's say a mechanic has been in a shop for 10 years. Everyone knows him. They make sure that hey, have this guy look at my car. All of a sudden, he decides, hey, I'm opening up my own shop. Leaves his information at the old shop he was at, and people start going to him because they liked him.
0: Mm-hmm. That is
1: how you build a strong business. It's not because yep. you just say, hey, I'm a mechanic. Yeah, come to my it's shop. Because like, you have a reputation I, I already. Open up a shop. Yeah, I couldn't just open up a shop. And be like, yeah, come on over. No one knows who I am. No one knows kind of work I've done unless I have worked at a shop for ten years and they say, yeah, man, he's fixing my car in like two hours.
0: I'm going over. Yeah, there. and you got like name recognition and all that. You stuff. have name recognition. The thing the other thing about inventing something though, revolutionary, again, that means you are the best or the first in the world at that thing.
1: And that's hard nowadays. Yeah. Absolutely hard. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even think you can make like a product, like a physical product nowadays that hasn't already been like most of them are than like really big adaptations off of something previously. Yeah. Unless you are in the tech I feel like technology sector is the only sector where you can completely revolutionize something. Completely like completely revolutionize it. Think
0: about it i don't i don't disagree but also people have always thought that and then there's always been new things so is that one right yeah there's always like that one thing that pops up that you're like i didn't think that's that was possible it's like yeah that, obviously you didn't invent it because you didn't yeah. think it was like you weren't even <laughs> thinking about it and you thought it was possible you would have tried to invent it you, you idiot it. i
1: actually had something i had a thought of something i'm not gonna say it on here because it's stolen but i'll text it to you
0: all right all right sounds good sounds good um <laughs> But yeah, man, if, like, if you thought it was possible, if you thought it was possible, you would have tried it, man. Or like you would have like, told somebody and had somebody else try to try it. But I know you got to get out of here. Um, it's been a pleasure having you having you back on. I always enjoy these conversations, to be honest, even though we just kind of talk about like random things. One, one of the things that I enjoy about these is with the other ones, um, sometimes they're more interviewy. With these, we just like talk about whatever we want to talk about. And that is refreshing to me. So I appreciate your time, man.
1: Most definitely, I think that this was the most structured we had, too. We had three topics, we hit
0: those three topics. Yeah. I didn't even
1: plan to talk about the employment stuff at the game, that was that was natural, so that was beautiful,
0: yeah, for but sure. All most right, most definitely, brother. Sounds good, bye, everybody. Peace out. Also, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Bye.